Hello, welcome to the most dangerous podcast. How are you this week, James? I'm good, Fraser. How are you? I'm good, yeah. I'm not too bad. Yeah, I've yeah. actually done some work today. Um, yeah, makes a change. Yeah. <laughs> completed, completed a job and hoping to get paid. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, strange feeling. Um, yeah, you've but, been busy this week. Been busy, yeah. Do you know, I'm ashamed to say we put our Christmas decorations up over the weekend. What? It's still yeah. November. I know, I know. It's illegal, See, isn't it? I was going to say, because this podcast will probably go out sort of mid-December or something, but mm. for all the listeners, we're, we're recording this on the what, 27th of November. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, my, my trees are up, yes. Well, no, we don't. We've, we've got a strict rule. It has to be December. Some, usually it's the first weekend in December. But yeah, we don't even talk about Christmas until December. We usually, yeah, usually it's the first of December. But um, next weekend, we haven't actually got most of the kids. Um, so that's we the, thought we'd do it this weekend. That's the best time <laughs> to put it up. I know. We so ended that... up, we all absolutely hated each other by last night. <laughs> <laughs> Laura decorating one side of the tree and Teddy pulling all the stuff back off the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a little theory, though, um, about Christmas this year, because I think people have put their decorations up earlier than ever before. Do you think? And Yeah, I, I, I know. There's people that have had their trees up for weeks. Wow. And I think the country's been that depressed with everything going on that putting your Christmas tree up is like the first part of kind of the end of the year, finishing <laughs> the year. Yeah, you could be, there could be something in that. Everyone's just kind of like, yeah. oh, let's just get this out of the way. But yeah. Let's start again. <laughs> That's what I think. I think people are saying, fucking stick the tree up. Let's get pissed. It's Christmas. We'll start again next year. Yeah. yeah. Wake me up in 2024. Yeah. That's just a theory anyway. So, James, um, what have we got this week? Uh, a very interesting case, as per usual, Fraser. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, I've been looking at movies this week. Movies? Yeah, You've yeah. been sitting watching movies. Well, that's kind of what I do, really. I was thinking <laughs> about, about this. And, you know, like people have hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have active hobbies, you know, maybe like running or football or, or swimming. Well, most of my hobbies are kind of passive. So... <laughs> My hobbies, I just like things being fed into my eyes and my ears, really. So I like movies, video games, you know, very passive hobbies. <laughs> and, it, and I was thinking about hobbies, and it, it reminded me sort of back, do you know, remember at school when yeah. you kind of, you did sort of careers or whatever that, that yeah. class was. And then you kind of, they made you do a CV, mm-hmm. usually. And then one of the, question, the things that you put on a CV is kind of like your interests. <laughs> and... Every, everyone, you'd, you'd get to that bit, you're like, I don't know, I don't really have any interests. And that was, a, you know, you're a bit embarrassed to really say what you really liked. And everyone would put socializing with friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone. And that's just basically going out in it with your mates. It is, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Do you remember in school, do you remember the national record of achievement? Yeah, yeah. Have you still uh, got yours? No. <laughs> no, I don't know where mine went. I don't have my GCSE results or anything. I make them up. <laughs> it was drilled into us. It was really important as well. I know. It's like, oh, you've you... got to do this. You've got to keep this safe. I don't even know where it is. I got caught smoking. had to write my own letter to put in my permanent record. I don't know where my permanent record is. I never saw it. <laughs> Why would you have that on your record? Like, oh, here's the letter I wrote yeah. to myself about smoking. So anything you need to tell us before you start this job? Or how about we look at my permanent record? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I smoke sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, we're talking about movies this week. Um, a particularly a particular cursed movie, actually, which wow. uh, we'll, we'll go on to discuss. But I've got um, a question for you, Fraser. Do you, do you have a favourite movie? Do I have a favourite movie? I've Well, yeah, they're, they're, I've got a couple. Um, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I was going to say I'm ashamed to say it, but Probably my favourite movie is, like a lot of people's, The Shawshank Redemption. I yeah, think it's an absolutely film. amazing film, amazing story. Actually, I read the story years after I watched the film. Um, Stephen King, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, but I watched a film that it's always stuck in my mind, and it was called like Small Apartments or Little Apartments, and it's got Matt Lucas, the from yeah. Little Britain, yeah, and it's got him in an apartment. And he kills a guy. And he always wants to go and live in Austria. Um, I'm not really selling it. 
He spends most of the <laughs> film walking about just in his underpants. Oh, yeah, um, that's not my sort of film. Yeah, it's a bit weird, but it, it it's a film I've always remembered. I don't know if it gave me sleepless nights thinking about him walking about in his underpants like a big jelly baby. I've not even come across that one, but so no. funny you should mention Sleepless Nights because the film that we're going to talk about is actually a, a horror film, a horror movie. Now, I'll be honest, horror is one of my favourite genres. I, I do like the odd horror film. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've watched so many of them now, I'm, I'm quite numb to them. Uh, nothing really scares me these days. But there, is, there are a few over the years that have done it. Um, how about you? Have you? Is there a scary movie that sticks in your mind that you've ever <clears> come across? Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna mention someone that has probably mentioned a couple of times in the podcast now. Uh, my granny Ruby. Um, oh, yeah. When I was about five, six, something like that, I was young. Uh, my granny Ruby was looking after us. Um, my mom and dad used to go on holiday. Ruby would come down and and watch us and. Um, she put aliens on the second one. <laughs> and uh, how, old, how old were you at the time? Uh, maybe six, seven. I think five's pushing it. I was very, a bit older. Very appropriate for a seven year old. I know, I know. So we watched it and then she went to the toilet and switched the electricity off. And she hid somewhere and just started going. <laughs> So it was as if the film wasn't enough. She I thought, know. I'm yeah. absolutely freaked these out. Scared the shite out of me. So <laughs> I became quite desensitized to horror. Um, but what actually really scares me is movies that are that are real. So like something like Hostel. Mm. Oh yeah, could happen. That probably does happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I hate. There's a bit in. There's a film Casino. I think it's in. That's yeah. the gangster film isn't is that, it yeah robert de niro and yeah and, and what's his face yeah, yeah sharon stone in it or something there, so. i think so they got this sort of old band back to the, get together didn't they and, yeah uh, and they put a guy's head in a vice oh, and God. they just turn it and turn it and turn it and then you just hear a skull crack nice. like things like that really get me more than an alien ripping someone to shreds oh yeah but do you know do you want to know what my scare my scariest movie is go on watership down have you ever seen that? I've never looked at it, no. It's so scary. It's absolutely horrific. So, uh, grand's again. Grandma's again. So, yeah. but, so my grandma, right, she was a lovely lady, um, but she did have, like, a natural air of authority about her. Like, you know, see... Yeah, Just the grandma I knew? Yeah, yeah, the one that lived yeah. in Chester. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, some, when I was younger, I used to go over there and, like... You um, frightened me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, she was dead nice, but she just she did terrify me as well. So yeah, sometimes my mum and dad take me over there, um, and she'd uh, they'd go off and do I don't know shopping, probably go to the pub to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one time I went over, and she said, oh, "I've got this this lovely this lovely movie for you, this cartoon about rabbits, we bunny rabbits, <laughs> really lovely fluffy bunny rabbits." Yeah, so she put it on, and and honest to God, right? So it's. This this rabbit called Fiverr, he has a vision mm-hmm. um, uh, that the Warren's going to be destroyed by humans. You know, basically, they're building a housing development. Obviously, right, the rabbits, yeah. they can't, there are signs about, you can see, you, the rabbits can't read, they don't know. <laughs> so a few of them get together, and they fought off to form a new Warren, somewhere safe. Um, and being rabbits, um, obviously, there's peril everywhere. Yeah, So mm-hmm. they, they, they get snared. Uh, there's a farmer with a gun after him. There's dogs chasing him and all sorts. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely horrific. It's like blood and guts and everything. Um, yeah, it, it's just terrible. And there's this this black rabbit that used mm-hmm. to used to really haunt. It still I still have dreams about it. Really seriously, um, because they're sort of constantly chased by death. I can't remember his name now. This this black ghost rabbit that just got sort of appears every now and then. It's wow. basically basically death, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and it, yeah, you think oh, lovely rabbits, and uh, yeah, they just get ripped ripped apart. Am I right in thinking that you told me years ago you were going to get a tattoo of that rabbit? Yeah, yeah, it was like kind of sure. face my demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that so and, and the thing is like so my grandma grandma would be like oh yeah did that once, mm-hmm. but then because she had like a bit of this authority about her. Every time I went over, because I, I, I was about six or seven or something, I couldn't say, oh, no, this is scaring the shit out of me. Like, every time I went over, she was like, I've got that film that you really enjoyed. 
you know, let's watch it again. So I used to just end up just mm. sitting there having to watch it. Do you um, want to watch some rabbits die? <laughs> I don't. Mm. I think she just put it on and like buggered off, so she didn't really know what, what was going on. Just a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it just went on for years. Well, maybe not years. I know time gets a bit kind of skewed, doesn't it, when you're that age? But yeah, yeah, yeah. every time I go over, she put this watership down. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I did watch it recently, actually, to try and face some demons, but yeah, it still scares the shit out of me, to be honest. I can't watch animals die. There's, I'm, there's, I, I could watch people die. But animals, <laughs> I don't know why it's something yeah. wrong with me. But uh, I get a similar thing. My mum got me this film, Tarka the Otter. Tarka. Oh, we film about an otter, you know, and that still haunts me. It's this we film about an otter on a journey and it drowns in the end. Okay. And it just <laughs> disappears. Around. Around. Yeah, I know. Um, and it just goes under the water and you just see two bubbles. Ah, <laughs> oh, tragic. And it's like. I still, it haunts me. I can't watch like Marley and Me or anything that's. Oh, that that's awful. I mean, that's. Yeah, Marley and Me is. Yeah. I remember that came on the telly like, uh, yeah. must have been years ago now, like three or four years ago. And I said to my daughter, mm. oh, that was a bit mean actually, I said to my daughter and my partner, Watch this. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's dead nice, this. Oh, that's this. And then I just like skulked off to like the uh, go and play a bit of PlayStation or something, I don't know. And then about two and a half hours later, they both come down. And they're like crying their eyes out. <laughs> you never told me about. <laughs> I was like, oh no, probably should have done that. Another film that really got me when I was younger, right? Nightmare on Elm Street. You must have seen that one. Yeah, it's my favourite. Do you know? I've got a Freddy Krueger keyring. I've got a Freddy Krueger thing hanging in my car. It's one of my. I should have probably said that it was one of my favourite films. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the original absolutely. is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The original's good, and I think number four in the series, or number yeah. three, there's one called Dream Warriors, where yeah. they're all in like a mental home, oh, and it's got it. it's got the original have. the original girl from the first one in it. Yeah, Nancy. Nancy, Nancy, yeah. So I, um, when I was about ten, I asked my mum if I could watch it, and you know, it's not a kid, a kid for, <laughs> sorry, a film for kids, is it? So naturally, she went no. No way, like you're not watching it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I pressed her and pressed her, like, for weeks. I was like, please, I just want to see this. It's like, no, 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 no. No, anything from a quiet life, my mum just turned around, just went, yeah, right, okay, you can. Right? Mm-hmm. You can watch it, but don't you dare get have nightmares over this. Like, don't do you, come don't, fucking run into me. <laughs> don't come run into me. Just, I will see my ass. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, no worries. So, she let me watch it. I mean, probably shouldn't have done really but she did i mean we, I, was, I was young uh, and then yeah so watching then three o'clock that morning 3 a.m mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know for the next seven nights just like i just couldn't sleep another movie story that i've got i mean it's not really relevant to this but uh have you heard of robocop robocop yeah never yeah. seen it have you not so um this there's quite a few of them. I think it goes yeah. to four, I think, and they did the reboot recently. Um, one and two were the yeah. only real Robocops. I know a fair record. bit about it, like, but I've never watched it. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 most of them are rubbish, but one and two are really good. Like, the first one mm-hmm. is excellent. I do recommend that you watch that one, yeah. actually, because uh, it's like a satirical look at corporate greed and uh, political breakdown, you know, due mm-hmm. to underfunding and things like that. Uh, it, yeah, it's daft, but there's like a, a point to it. So it's like yeah, one, of my, yeah. one of my favourites. Uh, Robocop 2, it's another, another good film, but it kind of loses that sort of social commentary bit, and it just yeah. becomes a bit of daft fun. Um, so I lived in Warrington at the time, and a, a guy that I knew, a boy, mm-hmm. called, called Philip. Philip. Uh, he was like my best mate at the time, and uh, oh, right. he, he had an older brother. Yeah, I mean, he was probably only about 14 at the time, but we thought he was like the bollocks, you know, like <laughs> dead, dead old, like we were young, 10, 10 or whatever. So Philip comes into school one day, mm-hmm. and uh, he says that he's seen Robocop 2. Um, with his brother, it's like oh, right. the best film I've ever seen. You've got to see it. So again, mom, can I watch this movie? No, it's, it's like an eighteen. I, I mm-hmm. don't think it would be if it was released today. But at the time, um, you know, ask a ten-year-old asking your mum to watch an eighteen is a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like mum wants an easy life, so she said, right, okay, you can, right, but someone has to sit and watch it with you, and if it gets too much, it's going off, right? Yeah. So and it turns out that particular week I was, went to my grandma's, so, oh. uh, and we, uh, she, as I mentioned, she lived in Chester. And we mm-hmm. rented it out. You remember the the video shop around the corner? 
cavern mm. video. That's it, yeah. So we rented it out from there. Um, and I, f- I think the folks went out to I don't know, Ikea or whatever, wherever they went. And so it was down to my grandma to sit with me and watch Robocop 2. <laughs> now, you, you said you've not seen it. No, no. F- fucking hell, like, it's not a film for, like, 10-year-olds, man. No? It's like, there's this drug lord who's a child. Like, right. You know, he's like a serial killer. He's about 12, right? And I think he ends up, like, committing suicide or something. Oh, canal. I mean, yeah, like, don't quote me on that. It's something that he definitely dies. Yeah. Um, Robocop ends being ends up being cut in half, uh, and the big boss at the end, like his brain gets smashed on the pavement, like not oh. not like, literally his brain. Bloody hell! So I don't know like what my grandma was doing, but I watched the whole thing like start to finish till the credits yeah. roll. I don't know <laughs> if she might like, like fell asleep or yeah, I don't know. Like, but yeah. So I think my love of film probably stems from memories you know, that are created while you watch certain films, like certain yeah. films that will trigger me. Like, so like Watership Down, as much as I hate it, it just reminds me of going to my grandma's, you know? Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and like other things do that. So the, the film that I'm going to discuss today, it doesn't really, I don't really have um, emotional ties with it personally, <laughs> um, but I've seen it and I've enjoyed it. And yeah. it's the, called The Omen uh, from 1976. The Omen. I think it's a film that, that pretty much everyone knows about it because people, you always kind of have a second glance at any kid called Damien, don't you? Exactly, yeah. Like everyone knows Damien, don't they? And like if some, some... Why did you call your kid Damien? <laughs> you, you must have seen the film, surely. Yeah, yeah. And if you there's know. some like naughty kid in your kid's class, you're like, oh, he's a Damien. Damien. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's like, so it's, it's yeah, there's that, it's definitely like a, a cultural. Hold, you know, hold on, on, on people like people know about it. Well, that's um, it. As an example, as you know, I hadn't watched this film until this week. Well, that's what um, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say uh, I asked you to watch it, and you yeah. did. So, did you did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, but what I was going to say is, I knew kind of all about the film mm-hmm. without having ever watched it because it's such a, an iconic film out there, and there's the Damien thing and the music and yeah, yeah. stuff like that. But as a film, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's got that kind of. It's a very 70s film. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that adds to the charm as well, if you it watch does. it these days, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, um, it's the, the film itself, it's, it's pretty lame in, in horror, mm, in terms yeah. of horror, like, compared to what you get today. Um, it's my mother-in-law's one of her favourite films. Is it really? Yeah, so you, she, um, she, she loves that, but she moans about the remakes, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, obviously the, the effects can be better, but they just seem to fuck up films when they try and redo them, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they really do. Um, so, did that? Did you find that out after discussing the pod with her? Is that how you found? Yes, that? Yeah. That yeah. Did you discussing it with her a couple of days ago? And All right, um, she quite likes it. She loves the the Halloween films. Um, mm-hmm. She loves reading Stephen King. So, we've got quite a lot in common with her. It's, it's unusual with a mother-in-law to actually quite like them. Yeah. So, this is one of her favorite films. So, we've got to do this justice. Then, really, we can't mess this one up. Definitely. No. <laughs> so, it's not, it's not the actual film itself that. I'd consider the most dangerous. Right. Um, it's a, something else. It's a curse that surrounds the movie. Wow. Okay. But before we go into that, I'm just going to run through a little bit of background, you know, as we do. Okay. So, The Omen, it's a 1976 supernatural horror. Uh, it's directed by a chap called Richard Donner and written by a David Seltzer. Sorry to interrupt. Was Richard, Richard Donner do The Goonies? He, uh, do you know what? Have you seen my note? Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> so Richard Donner, Donner, he goes on to direct after this uh, Superman in 1978, the original, yeah. uh, The Goonies. Uh, did and he also, direct The Goonies? Uh, I think he was What's co-director that? or something like I was that. Say Spielberg was involved. Yeah, he was involved somehow or another. Yeah. So and then um, and also the, the, the Lethal Weapon series. Oh wow! You know, with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Um, so you know he did go on to have a, a, a decent career. Knew what he was doing. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> David Seltzer um, also would have a, go on to have a decent career writing films. Uh, he'd do a film called Bird on the Wire. I don't know if you come across that one. No, I don't know. That's a pretty old one. It's got Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn in it. Yeah, right. um, and then he'd do sequels to The Omen and reboots and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's done a few others. and you know, It's a bit before our time, this, so it's difficult to kind of get mm-hmm. involved. Yeah, he's done this and this because yeah, yeah. we, we don't really know the films. I um, just remember at the start of the Goonies, it said a Richard Donner film. Oh, you remember that, do you? I must have watched it about a hundred times. Loved yeah, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great film, that, isn't it? 
My sister used to make me do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't that big, were you? Ever? No, but she just used to make me do it. <laughs> the film itself, it stars a chap called Gregory Peck, uh, Lee Remick, David Warner, Billy Whitelaw, uh, Patrick Thronton, Martin Benson, and Leo McKern. So, again, it is a bit before our time. Now, these are sort of seasoned actors and they've done loads and loads of films probably mm-hmm. not, not many that you'd recognized uh, i think the one that sticks out is gregory peck um, yeah so, i know the name yeah yeah you would have heard of him I won't, I won't go into too much detail of what the other ones have done mm-hmm. uh, but as i say it's kind of like the golden generation of hollywood and the, the, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they're well-to-do actors um gregory peck himself um he, he's he won two academy awards in his career Oh, wow. uh, various other nominations and awards, too many to list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 1999, he was voted the 12th greatest male movie star of all time. Really? Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. So you know, again, before our time, really. But he uh, had, he was, he was up there, or he yeah. is up there when it comes to to Hollywood stars. The main reason I know him is my granddad used to ask me to pass him his Gregory Pecks, which meant his specs. His specs. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Cockney yeah. rhyme is slang for neck, isn't it? Gregory Peck. Is it? I think. Might be wrong. Glasgow Rhyme and Slam at Specs then. <laughs> yeah, Specs and Net, yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah, because I wasn't sure whether I'd heard of him because of the, the Rhyme and Slang or whether it, yeah. the actor, but I'm guessing it's probably a bit of both. Because I've, I've, yeah, seen, I've seen this film like a long time ago when I was a bit younger. So, mm-hmm. um, The film itself um, was released on the 25th of June 1976. Um, this is in the USA and Canada. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have the official re- release date for the UK. Because uh, it used to be different. Do you remember what like films used to get released first in the US and then? Yeah, bastards. Yeah, yeah, like a few like, weeks later in the UK. Yeah, ever that that was with everything. I mean, even recently though. Do you not remember Game of Thrones used to come out the day before in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah watching right. it. Yeah, Fuck, like, isn't that a, wasn't that a British thing? It was. It's it filmed in Ireland, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That used to happen quite a lot. It'd be weeks though, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be like the next yeah, day. Yeah. It'd be like because. Yeah, maybe a few weeks later. Everything seems to be in sync these days. Yeah, yeah. because all the studios are kind of collaborating together. So, um, also, as soon as it's released, it's somewhere on the internet. So they might as well just release it everywhere. Well, that's it. And you know, if you remember through like COVID and stuff, because people couldn't go to the cinemas, there was people, films were just getting released on streaming sites. Weren't yeah, they? yeah. Um, but yeah, so 70, 1976, it was slightly different. It got used uh, released in the USA and Canada on the 25th of June, as I say. Mm-hmm. Don't know when the UK release came out i would imagine it was somewhere around that point Mm -hmm. um the film itself would go on to have huge commercial success okay so it costs uh it costed all 2.8 million to make um, that's quite a bit for back then yeah yeah i mean it's peanuts now really i suppose when you're making a film and stuff but yeah back then it's a decent amount Mm -hmm. Uh, but it would go on to gross 61 million oh wow decent profit yeah absolutely that was just through um the theatrical release alone Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd actually go on to make a further 48 million from the rental market wow so yeah i mean i don't know like like these numbers must stop at some point you know because I, I i imagine it's still making money of some description now yeah probably probably tails off and it's small small money sort of every year but yeah because i think it's on a streaming site at the moment it's yeah. a popular streaming site so every time or they they must pay someone to put that on there or of course yeah or it gets they get money every time it's played or something i don't mm-hmm. know so yeah there's a cutoff point it's somewhere along the line but yeah yeah it's a decent amount from, from a, a 2.8 million investment it's not a bad return really no i think they probably so that they can compare films they probably say right in its first two years what did it make yeah 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 there's must be an industry standard sort yeah, of cut-off yeah. point um yeah. yeah so huge success yeah i mean it's it, it, such a success it'd go on to lead mm-hmm. to multiple sequels and spin-offs and reboots and documentaries yeah. and, and everything so yeah he's not done too can bad I, there has he can i ask was it was it based on a like a book or was it just a, an original screenplay or um yeah i think so, it's an original screenplay yeah because they had the, the writer didn't they that, that chap um david seltzer I think right, he, yeah, he, yeah. he wrote it. Uh, right. I've not come across a book that it was based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, please let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. It probably drew influences from literature across the board, but yeah, mm-hmm. not specifically a book, The Omen, I don't think. Right. Right, so you've seen the film. I know you've seen the film. 
I've seen the film, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you give me a brief overview of the plot? An overview of the plot. A couple have a baby. Um, the baby grows up to a wee boy. Um, and weird stuff starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Like people die around the child. I think, is it the childminder's the first to die? Uh, I um, think so, yeah. And um, they start to notice things like animals don't want to come near him and stuff like that. And he just um, tends to, he seems to have like a kind of aura about him. Um, and then a wee priest guy comes and finds the, the child's father and basically says, look, this is the, the son of the devil. Um, <laughs> yeah. You need to stop him, kill him, do something about it. And the dad kind of chases him away and then more stuff happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's, so yeah. more people carry on dying um, and obviously it ends. I'm not going to spoil the end of the film. You can do that. Yeah, I will do. Um, I, I mean, I think we're okay. It's what is it? 50, yeah. 50 years old. We're okay with her spoilers. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, it's basically about a child that is the son of the devil and a lot of people die around him. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Uh, one thing I will put, pick you up on mm-hmm. is they, they don't actually, actually have the baby, do they? So what happens is it's uh, like a diplomat, a US diplomat. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the film, he's based in Rome. Yeah, and I think him and his wife have been trying. That's Gregory Peck and his wife have been trying for a baby for quite a long time, mm-hmm. and from what the baby dies in childbirth, mm-hmm. and then the, this is some. This is morally like there's some moral questions here. Swapped out. Yeah. So the, the the priest comes up and says, "Oh, we're really sorry that your baby's died." The wife doesn't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. The priest goes up to the father and says, "Oh, we're really sorry, your baby's died." But next door in the other room, we've got a situation where the mother's died. <laughs> so, uh, do you want that baby? <laughs> and, the, yeah. and he kind of goes, uh, "Yeah, all right then, yeah." So it's not actually his son, is it? It's just some random, random child. Don't tell the missus. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, she, um, yeah, she doesn't know, does she? And, and you mentioned the nanny as well. This because yeah. I watched this film last night just for a bit of a refresh. And yeah, the, <laughs> the, so. He, he, the kid doesn't like the first nanny for some reason, and mm-hmm. like she ends up like he gives her an evil look, and I think she throws she throws herself out of a window with a noose around the neck, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And they get this other nanny in, mm-hmm. right? The old dear, the old dear. But she brings a Rottweiler with her. <laughs> yeah. But she doesn't mention this to the family though. <laughs> like the, the, I think the, the mother's walking down the corridor like one afternoon, and there's a, a fucking huge dog there, like, and she's like. Oh, uh, we didn't realise you were bringing your dog with you. <laughs> Do you not think to like yeah. mention that? That house, though. That that. I mean, he must be on some fucking dole for that house because it's just outside London, isn't it? Yeah, it's a huge mansion, and I, mean, I don't know. Like back in those days, it's probably about ten thousand quid. <laughs> probably, you couldn't even put a price on that. That's probably owned by the National Trust nowadays. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge mental house. So I reckon you could hide a Rottweiler in there. But she doesn't even try to hide it. She just brought it with her. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And then, as you say, like some priest phones him up and says, "Oh, yeah. uh, we think you, you, your kid's the Antichrist." Yeah, I mean, if some, if some priest did that to me, you'd probably be like, "Yeah, yeah you're probably right, actually." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might have um, a point. Yeah, just give you a call. Hello, I think your child is the Antichrist. Yeah, he's like, um. So uh, should I kill him? <laughs> like, I no, don't no. know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just cutting you off, like oh, yeah. No, just uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I've got, I've got a plan already. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I'll just go and club him to death. Man. Yeah, yeah. Just in the background, yeah. you're like, <laughs> like oh, oh. Mister Smiley. <laughs> Never liked the little bastard. <laughs> just talking over him, like over. Back then, dads weren't as interested in the kid, were they? It was like, look, as long as I've got a kid to take home. I'm all right about that. You know, like, the dad used to go down the pub and smoke cigars and stuff. Give us a call when that fucking kid's out. Uh, I don't you know, know. If, maybe. No, no, I don't know. I don't know if I can re- agree with this. I mean, it's, I mean, that's not the premise that is given, I don't think. Yeah. The dad's not just like, oh, just any kid will do that. Yeah, yeah. No chance you could swap it for one that hasn't got ginger hair. Yeah, <laughs> hasn't, hasn't got, like, isn't the spawn of the devil? Any chance of that? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, as you said, the story progresses, and then you know, if the kid takes a dislike to you, it's curtains, really, isn't it? Yo, yeah, yeah. You. Oh. But I've got a bit of difficulty with that actually, because <laughs> you know, 
kids have sort of different rationale to adults, don't they? Oh, true, yeah. So if it was like real life, it'd be like, who's eating me Haribo's? Yeah. <laughs> They're dead. Cut a long, long story short, like ev- everyone dies, everyone dies basically. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think we can get away with spoilers. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's nearly fifty years old. Yeah, um, yeah it's. I mean, the, the film it's a, it's pretty creepy. I think the film. Mm-hmm. Um, cinema's definitely moved on, as we mentioned. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a walk in the park compared to the the, the stuff out today. But um, I mean, the, the bit at the end, particularly, that's pretty dark. Where the, the dad's literally trying to kill him. In oh the yeah, you know that's that's pretty. He's, he's the, it's a six-year-old, you know, trying to st- stick a dagger in him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, it's worth watching if you've got an hour and a half <laughs> spare. So, but it's not the actual film, as I said before, that that makes it that makes it unsafe. Our most dangerous list this week. So this, our story begins in June of 1975. So a few months before recording started. Mm-hmm. So Gregory Peck's son, called Jonathan, yeah, uh, he was a tall, handsome fella. Uh, graduated from college, uh, track and field star. Uh, mm-hmm. Enrolled in the Peace Corps. Actually, spent two years in Tanzania. Oh wow! Uh, and then he came back to California. He worked in LA uh, on ra- on radio stations, uh, and then later on TV stations. Uh, he was described by one of his former bosses as one of the most pleasant people I've ever known. Yeah. Uh, one summer's day, so in June, in 1975. <laughs> uh, he, he called his boss to say that he was having a bit of difficulty finding some stories. So I'm guessing right. he's, he was working on the TV station as some sort of reporter. Uh, so his boss said to him, look, I've got a new assignment for you. Mm-hmm. You might enjoy this one. Just get, get yourself going and you know, see what you can find out. And that very late, that, that very day, later that night, um, Jonathan Peck was found dead. What the hell? Uh, he seemed to have shot himself. Uh, and he was just seems to have shot himself. Well, he was found to have shot himself. Yeah, right. Not steamed. Seemed probably was the wrong word, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he was just aged thirty. What hell? That's shit. Yeah. So there's no no note, <clears throat> no death note, no suicide note. Uh, yeah. It was ruled a suicide, uh, and obviously his, his father Gregory Peck um, was <laughs> devastated. And this was during the film, and so he had to carry on filming. Well, this was just before, actually, just before oh, filming just before. Film had started. Yeah. So. Um, Gregory found out about his son's death and his agent said mm-hmm. to him, um, look, I've got this role for you. Um, Richard Thorne, yeah. it was the father's name in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, look, we think, I think it'd be really good for you because it can chan- channel, channel your grief. You, know, you can put it into this film because yeah. you know, otherwise it's just something to move you away from these circumstances. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it does actually, it, it appears that tragedies struck before the film has even started here. Yeah. Yeah, so and it does seem to be the start of a chain of events okay. um, that, that happened throughout filming and afterwards, in fact, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which can only be described as terrifying, really. Yeah. Uh, later that year, so uh, in October 1975, mm-hmm. uh, Gregory Peck uh, was on a, a London-bound aeroplane. Uh, so you'll, you'll remember the, from the film, a lot of it is filmed in London because he's yeah, yeah. from Rome to London. So he's on his way to London to do some filming. Uh, when his aircraft was struck by lightning, what the hell? Yeah, the bolt the bolt caused one of the engines to catch on fire, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it did come very close to crashing in, into the Atlantic. I mean, yeah. The pilot managed to save it and, and land safely, but yeah, his, his actual flight was struck by lightning. <laughs> a few weeks later, one of the producers, yeah. uh, a Mace Newfield, uh, he was on his way to LA to do some shooting mm-hmm. when his aeroplane was also struck by lightning. Crossing the Atlantic. Wow. Um, what are the odds on that? Do you know? I, uh, well, hang on. Let me just uh, go through this, and then we'll, we can have a, a oh. chat about it. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Newfield said it was the roughest five minutes he's ever had in an yeah. airline. No, being struck by lightning. No, it's a fair comment. You know, um, it, it's not that unusual for for yeah. lightning lightning to strike planes. You know, they're going through the clouds and stuff. Right. Right. Uh, so it's not rare enough to go whoa that's really mad mm-hmm. but that's twice in a couple of weeks really right yeah. and if that's not creepy enough the screenwriter mm-hmm. david seltzer he re- was on an airplane sort of going between shoots and yeah. his got struck by lightning as well what the hell <laughs> and another fella 
uh, Harvey Bernard, Bernard, but it's, I think mm-hmm. it'd be Bernard, wouldn't it? Because probably, yeah. So Bernard. he was, yeah, yeah. He's he's filming in Rome when they do the scenes in Rome at the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. and he was himself not in a plane. He was nearly struck by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it like hit the ground like quite near him or, or something yeah, a bit yeah. of it. So that's like four near misses with lightning. Wow. With people who have some connection, some involvement with this film. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bit a mad coincidence. Yeah, should we say? I assume they were all in different aeroplanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's not it's like all one different. particular plane that was quite <laughs> yeah, being like struck. They were all different planes. Lightning Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so four near misses. That's it. Could be coincidence, but it's weird. Very weird. Yeah, definitely. Um. So the, this Mace Newfield, the chap that mm-hmm. I, I spoke about, who um, his plane was struck by lightning. He was the Omen's executive producer, right? Um, and he had an encounter that he dubbed himself more than coincidental. Coincidental, right? Uh, so him, Gregory Peck, and a few others, uh, they planned to dine out in a London restaurant, right? Uh, one evening, and uh, they were all ready to go. Uh, before the group was appear to, was to appear at the restaurant, uh, the building was destroyed by an IRA bomb. Bloody hell. So there was a near miss there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, it could have been a day before or something, I don't know, but they were booked in to go to this restaurant and I, and I yeah. bomb struck it. Um, and Richard Donner, the mm-hmm. chap, uh, producer, director, whoever we spoke about before, so him and his wife, at the end of filming, were, they were staying in a London hotel, at the end of yeah. the filming, uh, they checked out of their London hotel a day early because they were all done. Mm-hmm. The day that they were due to check out, I think, or it might have been the day after, uh, the hotel was hit by an IRA bomb as well, okay. and pretty much levelled. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, IRA bombs were unfortunately quite common around that time uh, in London and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's it's close proximity to these people who are involved in in this film. It's just a bit a bit weird. Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, you can sort of see that. The IRA bomb was gonna happen, but like know, that restaurant, they, they, they yeah. were, they, how many restaurants are there in London? You know, how many hotels are there in London? Like, it's just yeah. So, but that's like lightning happens every day, but why? Why is it striking all four planes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, three yeah. planes and one guy. No. Nearly, nearly one guy. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, you said about the footballers, he couldn't have hit the ground near him because he would have collapsed or whatever. So it must have just yeah. maybe it just struck a building near him or something. Yeah, something high up. Yeah. Um, so in in the film, so mm-hmm. you remember a scene when they go to the zoo? Yes, yeah. Uh, the bit where he goes and like the looks at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there he goes and looks at the giraffes, and they all just go, uh, fuck it off, like, and then just like run. I thought that was well funny. Yeah, um, I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. But there's the bit as you're right, you say that the bit with mm-hmm. the baboons. Um, so apparently, uh, when they all go a bit mad and attack the car, yeah, uh, uh, that was real. It was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Lee Remick, who's the, the mother, the wife, mm-hmm. um, she, apparently she's not acting in that scene. Those baboons are just going absolutely mental. Oh, right. Yeah, attacking the car, just going, going mm-hmm. sick. And, she, and she's like, genuinely terrified whilst it's sort of, sort of driving off and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, so the baboons went mad. And then a the day after that scene was filmed, so the, the zookeeper who was hired to assist with the animals in that scene yeah, uh, that zookeeper. He, he was eaten by some laugh. <laughs> he he was eaten by a lion. Shit. <laughs> I mean, accidentally. That's not the right word. Um, was he doing something stupid, or well, did, did something uh, weird happen, like a door opened that shouldn't have, or something like that? Or... I don't, no, I don't think it's yeah. like supernatural. He just got eaten by a lion. I don't think that happened. Like, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. And even in like the seventies, nineteen seventy-six, mm-hmm. I don't think it happened very often then either. Like, no, no. I know kind of things were different, and you know things were perhaps not as perhaps we weren't sort of safety conscious as we were we are these days. Yeah. But I don't think it was an everyday thing where someone was being eaten. A zookeeper got eaten by a lion. No, no. Yeah. It's particularly in a zoo, I know in like circuses when they dick about the lions and stuff like that they sometimes they turn on them and to be honest that's yeah. more than they deserve but yeah yeah <clears throat> but yeah zookeepers is usually you know 
even back in the seventies, you know, a two gate system. It's quite yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and plus he, he was hired to assist with the filming of the animals. Mm-hmm. So, so <clears throat> I'd hazard a guess to say this is, is like an experienced zookeeper. It's not just yes. some work experience guy. Mm-hmm. Picked, they would have picked surely the most one of the most experienced people there. You know, oh, it's not just, not just going to be like Johnny, sixteen year old Johnny or whatever. It's going to be the the top guy, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I you can't, you, he would have known not to dick around with a lion. It might, be, in fact, it might. It was a lion or a tiger. We're not too sure. Yeah. But it, it was a, a big cat. He got eaten. What the hell? Yeah, so then that's not the only animal incident. Um, associated with with this film mm-hmm. uh, so you, you'll probably remember as well there's a scene at the end where they're in a graveyard and there's two big dogs yeah yeah rottweilers um so gregory peck's stuntman um in that scene mm-hmm. uh he, the dogs attacked him oh really yeah yeah and it, it, he didn't die mm-hmm. um but he, he did actually he did survive but he was pretty badly injured because they just went just got mad Right, so this is the like his stunt double, the guy that's that's him. Yeah, yeah. So he was yeah, just do, yeah. doing the scene, and we're in the uh-huh. scene, and then the dogs just went sick and, and mauled him oh. for no reason. Yeah, it doesn't. So yeah, that's another another uh, weird going on. So more aircraft fun, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, reportedly, Peck, Gregory Peck, mm-hmm. um, he, he was a, chartered on a flight. Yeah. Now, I don't know what this was, maybe it was to do more filming or to do something, but it was chartered on a particular flight um, and he cancelled it mm-hmm. for some unknown reason. He said, oh, no, it's not for me. Um, now, there are reports that the, uh, it been hired for the crew uh, to do some um, aerial shots right, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, yes. Um, but they ended up not needing it, so the, the mm-hmm. flight was cancelled. Uh, Gregor Peck didn't get on it. Um, that, f- that actual flight was used for another reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the same day, and it crashed, and <laughs> it killed all passengers on board. Got it. Everybody that was on board that flight, you know, the, yeah, yeah. the same flight that that, that would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only this. So, more. <laughs> this is really weird. So when the plane hit the ground, yeah, as it, as it crashed, it hit a vehicle, which had family members of the pilot inside it. Shit, they did. Yeah, so the plane the, the came pilot. down and it yeah. hit, hit a vehicle, and in that vehicle, the pilot had family members. God, I mean, the odds on that. Yeah, this this be, is the thing. Isn't it? Yeah. What is going on? Hmm. Yeah. But what? How's the pilot involved? He hasn't had anything to do with it. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's poor, bit... <laughs> poor fucking pilot is like getting involved here, and yeah, nothing, nothing to do with it. But yeah, but it was supposed to be Gregory Peck's flight, and it, yeah, he, yeah. he didn't. He didn't get on it. And that's what mm. happened. So it could have been him on the yeah, flight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all weird. So perhaps I mean this is the last one, last last mm-hmm. part of the curse, and it is. Oh, this is creepy. This is really weird. I got goosebumps when I read read about this. Yeah. So it happened to a lady called Liz Moore, okay. right? And she was an assistant to a chap called John Richardson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was a special effects designer um, for the film. Yeah. So you'll remember in the film, uh, there's a bit where a photographer guy, like a reporter, mm-hmm. uh, he has a car crash, uh, and uh, I think it, I think it's a sheet of glass that cuts his head off. It is. Yeah. It slides off the back of like a pickup truck. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Off. And he has um, a bit, he has an argument, doesn't he, with with the, <clears throat> the Gregory Peck, I think, and then he yeah. what runs runs off. I can't remember, but yeah. Even though I've got to be honest, the, that's, if it, the special effects guys involved in this, the special effects and that bit were crap. Yeah, but it's seven, 1976. You yeah. know, it's no CGI or whatever. But, <laughs> um, it, you, you, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a bit that you remember in the film, you know, regardless yes. of the, the effects. It's pretty shocking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, John Richardson, special effects designer, Lismore, his assistant. I think they were married. Right. Okay. I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think they were. Um, they were together in mm-hmm. the Netherlands uh, driving yeah. to, to another. Uh, they, the the film, filming had finished. They'd been assigned to another film. Uh, they mm-hmm. were driving around Europe and through the Netherlands. Whilst driving, mm-hmm. they, were, they were tragically involved uh, in a really bad car crash. Right? Okay. So Richardson, uh, he'd come away with uh, relatively unscathed, a few mm-hmm. cuts and bruises. 
Uh, Liz Moore, on the other hand, um, in the accident, uh, she'd been hit by a tyre that flew through the front of the window, the windscreen, uh, and it decapitated her. Shit, just like him in the film. That's right, yeah. yeah. Now, not only this, the the accident itself uh, took place on Friday the 13th, Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's superstition. But yeah, the old it was fr- Friday the 13th. My sister was born on Friday the 13th. And it was 66.6 kilometres away from a town called Amen. Fucking hell. Which is spelled O double M E N in Netherlands. Right. In Holland. Just like Omen. Uh huh. 66.6 kilometres. Yeah. See, now that that is quite weird. That is. That is, that is creepy. Weird. Yeah, that is creepy. Where do the three sixties come from originally? I don't know. I probably should have looked that up. Yeah, I've often wanted to shave some of my kids' heads just to check. Yeah, that's what happens in the film, isn't it? Yeah, he kind of puts his hair off and gets all the shit. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know where the three sixties come from. I'd like to. I think I'd it like is explained, if I remember. It is explained. So is it? it's like the the Holy Trinity, right? Is you know the three. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, I don't know. But yeah, I'm sure it's explained in the film. It's like the back e- email in if you know. Let us know. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd love an email. <laughs> just, just one email, please. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God, somebody email yeah. us. <laughs> right. Okay. So that I mean that's pretty much it, really. Um, there's not much more to go. On, I don't think. What What do you think, Fraser? What are your thoughts on this? Did, did, did um, you get some shivers down your spine there? Well, yeah. I, I, the 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 last one. I mean, the truck crash. The sixty six point six miles from basically Omen. Yeah, very, um, weird, that, very weird. That's quite weird because when you started saying about the sixty six point six miles, or everything is sixty six point six miles away from something, for for it to be that far away from a town. That town, yeah, and that's yeah. a real town. You can check it if you Google it. Yeah. It's O double M E N. Yeah, just it's yeah, it's a real place. Yeah. That's quite creepy. And the four lightning strikes—they're quite creepy. Um, his son killing himself before the film. Mm. I don't know, but when you start putting them all together, it is a bit weird. Yeah, definitely. This sounds like there's some kind of curse. It does, doesn't it? Really? I mean, it's always difficult. Yeah. It's always difficult with these things because yeah, yeah, maybe some of it could be coincidence. Yeah, some of it's. Mm-hmm. Obviously, tragic accidents and things like that. Yeah, but, but you know, individually, but as a collective, that's when it becomes a bit, bit weird, a bit spooky. Yeah, I don't um, think either of us are particularly spiritualist sort of people that believe in anything like that. But you know, a bit like the Aaron Ramsey thing, when things start to to turn up all the time, you start to say, "Hmm, this is yeah, a bit weird." When there's a pattern. Yeah. So I mentioned, you know, that there was it was a critical, not critical. It was a big box office success yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like some people didn't like it critically but you know, critics are weird um yeah. so naturally the film spawned sequels spin-offs and things like that mm-hmm. um and in 2005 um somebody made a documentary about it um right. about the curse itself not the film the actual curse mm-hmm. uh, and producer alan tyler yeah uh, he whilst he was fit, he confessed that at two different camera crews in mm-hmm. two different locations, um, they had the exact same technical difficulties with the footage that they filmed. Really? So they were filming on location and, and everything just went down all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then further in 2006, uh, there was a remake of The Omen. Yeah. Um, and there was two separate incidents in this film. Um, the first was revolved around, uh, do you know uh, an actor called Peter, Pete Postlethwaite? I know the name, yeah. Yeah, he's a very famous British. He's dead now, I think. Oh, yeah, he is dead. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's very famous um, back in the day. He's a great, great actor, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, his brother died unexpectedly while they were filming the sequel. Right. Um, he in the film? He was. Yeah, he was part of right. the film, yeah, and he died unexpectedly. And mm-hmm. in this, a second incident, um, footage. So in the film, there's a scene very much like in the original where mm-hmm. um, the, the main protagonist finds the the, you know, the birthmark on yeah. on Damien and the, the three sixes. Um, so in this particular film, um, 13,500 feet of film 
mm-hmm. um, got inexplicit that, that, that of that particular scene. You know, when when it when it's discovered that the, the kid is Damien, they find the, the yeah the birth, birthmark. So thirteen and a half thousand feet of film got um, inexplicably destroyed. Right, just and just out of the no one knows how, why or how or like just white just, or disintegrated. Or uh, just... So I'm guessing if it's that, it would have been the old sort of film reel stuff. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing I don't know some sort of damage to it. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's not as extreme as the earlier incidents, but you know, no, no. They're still sort of they, they, weird things happen when still these... stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what I do understand is that there's a new film to be released uh, in 2024, right. actually. So it's so it's a prequel mm-hmm. to uh, to the original. So I think we'll have to wait and see. I guess. Yeah. See if anything. Imagine, imagine saying, "God, loads of people died. Yeah, loads of shit happened when that film was made. Let's make another." <laughs> yeah, do you want to be my film? What's it called? No, that's what I've Write a new film. I've, I've got to be honest with you. One of the things that annoys me so much just now is the amount of remakes, remakes of songs, remakes of movies. Just fucking write new ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the the sort of turning point for me. It probably happened before, but the turning point was Toy Story Four. Yeah, they're like, working on Toy Story Five. It, it was so unnecessary. That was such yeah. a lovely. Like Toy Story Three was such a lovely bookend to the yeah, whole yeah. the whole saga, right? Mm-hmm. But but then it's clear that Four and Five are just mm-hmm. money spinners. You know, definitely. Like yeah. people like them. Let's just 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 churn them out and churn them out. And they're mm-hmm. you know, they're watchable. They're all right. Yeah, it's not you know. Do something else. Do something new. Come on. I know the the other one that bugged me, and this is nothing sexist whatsoever. The the female Ghostbusters one. Yeah, uh, just yeah, seemed a bit daft, you know. Uh, it did annoy me a little bit. That I mean, it, the the movie itself wasn't too bad. I'd probably get pelters for that, but I didn't think it was too bad. <laughs> but you don't need to. It doesn't need to be Ghostbusters, does it? No, can just, we not just, just write just a new film? something else? Yeah, like yeah, it could just be like you know, like the same story, but why Ghostbusters? Why? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Going off on a tangent again. <laughs> Two old grumpy guys. Fucking <laughs> that, that's it exactly. Yeah. Why can't it be like it used to be? <laughs> All the kids nowadays. Oh, listen to this tune. Listen to this tune that I'm listening to on TikTok. Like that was out when I was. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it before, and it was better. Yeah, yeah, they've just messed with it, (laughs) right? Okay, so I mean, it's difficult to draw conclusions on this. I think Um, there's 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 loads of other movie curses. Um, Well, yeah, I think you've said this. I think we need to maybe do a couple episodes, a couple more movies ones. Yeah, yeah, I think I'll come back to this at some point. Yeah. So, like The Exorcist, a famous film, I think that's the curse involved there. I think there uh, another one called Rosemary's Baby. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, that's a Steve King story. No, 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 it's not. No, no it's, I'm it's, thinking it's, of something else. Yeah, yeah, Rosemary. It's a very famous, uh, uh, like late sixties, early seventies yeah. horror film. Uh, same premise. I think she gives birth to a baby, and it's a, a devil, bastard, a devil. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> like the actual devil, I don't think it's not right. Really, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's it, it's very good actually. It's worth watching. I saw a Facebook thing the other day um, of them basically taking the piss out of Star Wars. How you know, like some of the Imperial guys, their their medals are actually chewing gum packets, with <laughs> colors painted on them, and you know, daft things like that. Yeah, like, absolutely slagging it, and you go, hang on, they were fucking brilliant films. They were yeah. like. You know, so what? Sometimes I think these days you can get films that are just over CGI and stuff, yeah. and like you watch it and it just it's so fit. Mm-hmm. You know, like did you ever watch the Transformer films? Yeah, yeah. It's, I can't watch them; they're just too yeah. noisy. <laughs> yeah, it's just too loud. Yeah, metal yeah. against metal and guns going off. I'm like, no, yeah. and it's all CGI and stuff. And I do like with these older films. I do like their sort of, mm-hmm. I don't know, the, 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 the quirkiness of them, and I think that makes it does make it a bit. Uh, yeah, I think it it peaked. I've already mentioned it. Peaked round about Terminator, where there was a bit of CGI. Um, but you know the guy that plays the T one thousand. Yeah, yeah. Things like he had to, he spent time learning how to run that way. Yeah, to make it like look, look more authentic and stuff. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't much CGI in that film. I mean, mm. there was, but 
it was like almost like an overlay. A lot of it was acted just with a bit of CGI. Put yeah, so if it, if it was made today, it would just yeah. all be purely CGI and stuff. Yeah. Like, no, like, because they used to use models and things like that, didn't they? Uh-huh. And like, you know, but yeah, all, if it was done today, it would just all be completely CGI. Just throw as much money as it. I mean, it was very expensive when it was made at the time, but yeah, you know, today, I don't know. It'd just be, yeah, mm-hmm. grumpy old men. Mm-hmm going off again <laughs> even titanic when it was made they had a big model boat that they sank in a swimming pool to do the filming it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. all done on computers anyway yeah, yeah, grumpy yeah. guys <laughs> so i mean that's pretty much it that's that's me i think um yeah these these these, these horror films that you know the exorcist rosemary's baby the omen uh all from a similar era era uh but all hor- you know horrors similar genre um you know and I think, as I say, we might look at the other ones later down the line. Yeah. But you know, there's some tragic con- conclusions to the filming, the the the, the um, not staff, what they called cast, uh, yeah. things like that. So, I think in this on this episode on this occasion, I'm just going to park this one a little bit, and, okay. and I'm going to put it into a new category that I've just invented today <laughs> uh, called undecided. Undecided, yeah. yeah. I think well, you know we'll uh, we'll we'll maybe do one or two more in the future on movies, and then at the that point we can sort of say right out of the three that we've done, yeah. Do we, you think? We'll have a better overview. I mean, it's it's clearly a, a dangerous movie. There's dangerous Definitely. circumstances surrounding it. You're depending on what you believe, like mm-hmm. is it coincidence? Is there something here that's that's outerworldly? <laughs> that's paranormal? Yeah. Maybe. I think it's best perhaps we just park this one. And then we'll have a look at it at a later date. Definitely. I just wanted to throw in, um, when you, again, when you talked about this, I, I thought about what movies, you know, you hear stories about, like you said, people actually getting shot and hurt on set and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. There's the old story about Walt Disney driving a thousand lemmings off a cliff to film a scene and stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. I've heard um, but a film that always comes up um, that people say was, was dangerous was The Wizard of Oz. There's a lot of stories about, I mean, there's the famous one of the munchkin that hung himself that you can still see in the movie. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but do you know that the Tin Man um, had so much, like, powdered aluminium put on him, he ended up poisoned and in hospital. Uh, yeah, I think like that does um, sound familiar, actually, yeah. Yeah, and the the witch that gets burnt at the start of the film, Yeah. to film that scene, she ended up with second and third degree burns. Wow. Um yeah. And the even things like the the lion, the cowardly lion, um, they actually killed and skinned the real lion to make a suit to make it look more authentic. Oh yeah, it was different. But back he then, was, wasn't it? yeah, but he was like, so hot that he kept passing out, and they were like, "You can't take the suit off because it's a pain in the ass to put back in. You're just gonna have to deal with it. Drink plenty of water. Fucking deal with the heat." And he kept passing out and. He had like heart issues and yeah. some some of the films like back in the day they they were dangerous because of the stuff they put the actors. Yeah, in fact, wasn't there something about like not a, is it like a snow scene or something? Yeah, it was asbestos. Was asbestos, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. powdered asbestos, and they were like rolling about in it, breathing. <laughs> That's it right. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. I mean, in no circumstances, I think like CGI might be all right. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, leave the asbestos at home. Yeah. So yeah, so there's loads of stuff like that. So I think it's probably another one of those where we, we can have another look at it. Um, Definitely. When yeah. we when we run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've I've God that that's I've really enjoyed that time flown by. Yeah, God. Well, don't get too scared again. No, I, no. I seem to like I do these episodes and the Fraser has nightmares. I do. Yeah. <laughs> pee in the bed and stuff yeah like the halloween when he didn't sleep for a week i know i didn't that's why i'm looking like this <laughs> right okay well, that's it thank you so much for listening um, thanks james no problem uh, again what's the email address and do this do all that yeah if you want to email in if you've got any ideas for us um it's james and fraser pod at gmail.com um we have got a facebook page um if you're still still using that um so follow us the most dangerous podcast on facebook and you get all the information on there um but yeah we'd love to hear from you let us know what you think we definitely would we definitely would thank you very much fraser for listening and uh take care everyone
It's been a pleasure. That was the most dangerous podcast, and that was movie. See you later, James. Take care.